0: outspoken. My name is Justin White. And this is episode 85, uh, Eric White, part two. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, for some insane reason, but surely through no fault of your own, uh, you should do that first. Episode 84. It doesn't say part one, but that's because I was keeping it a surprise that there's a part two. So you are now in part two, and as I said in the disclaimer of part one, uh, this phone call took place starting at, I think, one thirty in the morning and went till quarter to five. So we were a bit out of it uh, by the end of it. And so what you're about to hear are excerpts from the second, mostly the second part of that conversation. So, I think my boy cat has something he'd like to say. And then let's talk to my brother again. Or do you mean like operation like
1: ops? <laughs> yeah, I just mean night ops.
0: Night ops. Let's talk right. about that.
1: Well, I just mean basically I mean, the, the only reason I guess that I woke up early ever in my life was when I had to. For well, the, I guess the worst was no high school. It got worse every time. Yeah, so so high school was the worst because we I had to be in my seat at seven twenty a.m. and you did too, right?
0: Yeah, and then it even got earlier than that.
1: What's up? It even got earlier.
0: They put the school time started earlier. When it moved to like seven a.m. and I and I don't think I'm making this up. I think six fifty. Oh, I just remember having to get up at the most ungodly hour.
1: Inhumane.
0: But it was exactly as many minutes as it actually took to leap out of bed and run downstairs and drive there. Mm-hmm.
1: So I you oh, know wow.
0: I would sleep up to the very last instant, no matter what.
1: Why was I walking and you were driving? Did
0: you I, I walked until I got, until I turned 16 and then I drove.
1: Did I ever, well, maybe it's the same for me. I don't remember. But as soon as I, I mean, as soon as I got to college, I just instantly snapped into working late at night. It, it was just a natural thing. I didn't think about it. I just always worked at night. So now it's, we're starting at one in the morning. Um, but that's kind of normal for both of us, I guess. Yeah, usually.
0: I mean, I'm the, I have the exact same policy. I never ever want to get up early, yeah, unless I'm forced to, and, even, and I don't want to then, but I, I do it. Yeah. But I also have a kid who gets up really early, and uh, so I've gotten accustomed to getting not enough sleep, but I have never gotten accustomed to getting up early. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. liking it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so speaking of driving to school, do you remember when you drove in reverse? You drove me and one of my friends to school?
1: In reverse the whole way?
0: Yeah. What
1: an idiot. No, I don't remember that.
0: It was in the Toyota that you bought that was just like the Toyota that we used to have. And Why do I do that? And at some point it, it got... I don't know. You were just messing around. You, you just wanted to see if you could, and
1: and we went the whole way in reverse. Yeah, I think Dave was there. What? What? No. What street did I take? We
0: went like just the like parallel to Granger, but up all the side streets, like one block at a time.
1: That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hopping sure? at stop
0: signs, and you know, there's one time when you took a wrong turn. So you're basically between Stadium and Granger, going up block after block from, from all the way from East park to, wow. To uh, Tappan.
1: I, I mean, I guess I'm proud of that. <laughs> That's also embarrassing.
0: I mean, I'm proud of you for, for doing it. Yeah. Well, uh, you did, you did make our days in a really extreme way. Me and my young pal.
1: Well, I do want to talk that made me think of the thing I do want to talk about that happened on uh See, I'm so bad at that. Was it, was it, was it stadium that, or no, was that wash now at that point? Like when it comes for, okay. From pioneer going to our house, was that stadium? Yeah.
0: Pioneer going to-
1: Come, if you're com- coming from pioneer, you go down stadium past the, past the st- stadium. <laughs> right. That is stadium, right? Yeah. So I know, you know, the story, but I, I was, I think you remember this, um, And I think it was at night and I was just, I was by myself and I was driving back home in not coming from, it was coming from that direction down stadium, like past Pioneer towards our house. And, you know, when you get up to that light, you have to be in the left lane. It's a, it's a two lane each way on stadium at that point, right before you get to, um, you know, you stop at Eisenhower Park or whatever it was. Yep. So you have to be in the left lane. So as I'm going down there, I'm in the left lane that I'm for, for, I just have this impulse to go into the right lane, which made no sense just before going on this, where the road goes over state street, I guess, below. I think it goes over white street. Yeah. But also state oh, and state. Yeah. It goes over two blocks. So it goes up and over it. So it's, there's a slight incline. And you can't see what's coming on the other side. But so a few seconds before that, I'd shifted into the right lane. And as I'm going over that bridge, a car comes over in my lane that I had in the left lane.
0: There was two so, lanes uh, in each direction. And yeah. it was in your lane. And your
1: right. Lane. So, so I, there was no reason for me to move to the right lane, but I moved to the right lane. And then within a millisecond, a car came in my lane, in the left lane of my you know of the right side of traffic and i would have if i hadn't just moved over there for no reason i would have been in a head-on collision and probably been dead at the top like right on the top of that little overpass thing
0: because it was moving really fast i remember you telling me
1: Uh, well we were both going at least 40
0: yeah that would have been really
1: so i mean i so anyway
0: so all right so how early i mean i feel like you and i both would either suggest or willingly believe that there was something else at work there. Right. It, it was, I,
1: mean, I do. I don't, I don't pretend to be able to explain it or understand it, but that there's just that just, and I remember I can still picture it and I would, I, it was such a calm. It was just, Oh, I'm getting in the right lane now. Even but, though you were
0: turning left, like two blocks up.
1: Right. I, I had to turn left. I was already, I had already gone, gotten into the left lanes because I knew I had to turn it left further ahead and then i just calmly thought to myself oh i need to get in the right lane i just got in the right lane and then the car came in my the lane i was in a second earlier. That
0: instant right
1: so what i don't know what that is it wasn't me making a conscious decision i mean i took a conscious action right but i there was no logic to that to taking that action. <laughs> Right. but i didn't i wasn't questioning it i just was like oh i'm moving to the right lane now you're compelled it, yeah but it but, but you it, don't yeah. know
0: what the force was that
1: well, yeah me. but i don't think it was me or i mean i guess you could say oh it's your subconscious that can see that but even that is just completely that go that defies any kind of rational scientific explanation for anything you know
0: it's, well and somebody like, could even try to
1: use believe the world operates so it's you right. know so. And I just love stuff like that. So I don't know what it is and I don't really care. I know it's, there's something, I mean, supernatural is a loaded word, but there's some, there was something happening there that I was not, that was greater than, you know, something was seeing the bigger picture in that moment, I think. Do you believe in guardian angels? I guess I, I hate that uh, term
0: what term would you use that's more palatable um i hate that word i don't know why i just used that
1: you <laughs> i to use the word moist <laughs> yuck um i, I, I don't know I, I i well i guess you could say guide or something
0: right or guard is is guardian is it the angel
1: part that you objective both now i think of that movie and i don't know so i don't know okay. what, call it or what it is but yeah i mean i kind of it seems like i've had other i can't think of them now i don't think but i there have been a couple other things similar to that something i don't understand it but something else is going on something is going on beyond what we understand stories on here
0: from philadelphia yeah i think that i've alluded to them i don't think i i would love to have you tell what you remember because i you always recall more than i do and and the specifics especially
1: well i'd be happy i've been telling it and and i i think i i forget how but i think i who the hell did i talk to i feel like i confirmed a lot of it Recently, I still haven't talked to Jesse about it as as an adult, but I I would like to, and she should be the one to really tell the story. But I can tell my version of it, which I've been telling the same way the whole time. So, and also you'll probably be able to correct me on some of it. Um. But um. It was a dark, stormy. <laughs> we would go. So our stepfather, Michael, was from Philadelphia and his family lived in Philadelphia so we would drive every pretty much every christmas we'd drive from Ann Arbor uh, and stop somewhere in Pennsylvania at the Tropical Paradise Motel and then we would continue on to Philly and we would do it every pretty much every year f- for the years they were together when we were right when we were old enough to do it but it was every christmas we would go we just basically fill up a gigantic salad bowl with cat food and a thing of water and then leave them in the house for 10 days without anyone coming to check on them. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so I used to do it. Toilet, pa- uh, toilet bowls open.
1: Oh, right. Just in case. And you I just get it. the 25 pound bag of Kachow Purina and just dump it in there. Yep. So anyway, we would go every year and it was really, I, I I loved it. I think you did too. It was just really fun. We loved hanging out with them, with his sister and her husband or two kids. And they lived in this beautiful old Victorian house on a corner of a street. And I think that, I think it was on Olney street and I, it must, maybe it is in the Olney district. Um sounds so right. they really can correct this, but um, so. There's like a three story stone. Yeah, three story, beautiful house.
0: On the corner, a huge yeah. lawn that wrapped around. Yeah, it. the
1: elevated lawn where there's like, there's a sidewalk and there's a stone wall and then the lawn, you know, that's about, four feet high. And then the lawn starts just such a beautiful house. And, and it was so inside was, I just immediately felt so comfortable there. It's such a beautiful place. So the, I guess Zach was my age or maybe slightly younger. He was like a year, a year younger. And then Jesse was maybe like three years older than me or, or around there. Um, and so the story is that she, that Jesse, the daughter was for years, had talked about her imaginary friends and there were two of them and she had names for them. And over years and years, she never deviated from, it was always the same two, the same names. And at a certain point, um, her mom, Chris thought that that was strange and wasn't concerned, but was like, yeah, it's, you know, you'd think she would add more or, She'd forget about them, but it was very consistent for years. And I think a friend of her, a friend of a sister of a friend of hers was psychic or somehow she was able to connect with a psychic and said, you know, you you know, I don't know. There's something going on. Like she has these imaginary friends, but she talks about them like they're real. She says she's talking to them. She's getting a little old for these, you know, they've stayed the same for all these years. Do you mind coming over and just checking out the house and seeing if you pick up on anything? And so... The kids are at school, the dads at work, Peter, and uh, the woman. So Chris had just been in the kids. Okay. So the kids' floors are on the attic. I mean, the, the kids' rooms are on the attic, the top floor, her room directly above the parent's bed, the master bedroom.
0: It was a very narrow, steep staircase at the end of a long yeah. hallway.
1: Yeah. So. So she had just been through the entire house tidying up because she knew this woman was coming. She's waiting downstairs for her. She, the doorbell rings, the woman comes to the door. As soon as a woman comes in, they hear this huge crash from the upstairs. and They both run upstairs. Every single thing that was hanging on the, the girl's wall, Jesse's walls that had all fallen down simultaneously. She had just been in the room and checked it out. Everything was fine. All the framed artwork and everything just fell off the wall and smashed on the ground in one moment. So they were a little freaked out by that. And then they kind of just, so then they were at the top of the house and they started just kind of, you know, just roaming, go room to room, roaming it through. And she, they're just kind of going through in silence. The woman's just kind of looking around they get through the whole house, they go back down to the, to the table and sit down. And she says, well, um, the psychic lady says, uh, there are, there are two, uh, there are two entities up there, but they're completely harmless. You don't have to worry at all. They're, they're they're there, but they're not going to bother her. They're, they're actually just, they're benign. They're fine, you know, but they're there, two entities. And she said, there's one thing that concerns me uh, when I was up there, I smelled smoke, but I'm not sure if it was in the past or the future.
0: <gasps> so fucking creepy.
1: Yeah. And that doesn't send shivers up your spine. And there's something. I
0: don't know what will.
1: Yeah. So that so so I guess we had heard that story when we were there. Right? When we were there. Yeah. I remember Chris
0: telling that story.
1: While we were there, probably. Definitely. And so, the, so the things that happened, so that that happened, I guess I don't know, I don't know when that had happened. It wasn't that long. You know, it was around the time we were visiting. I think, maybe it had been a couple years before. I don't know. But then, the other thing I remember is that they were all gone one day, and they had a plumber in there working on the bathtub, and he just kind of felt a presence and turned around, and saw this woman dressed in Victorian clothing standing there. Little round glasses just staring at him. He said hello and like turned back to his work, and then he looked again, she was gone. You know, there was no one else in the house,
0: and nobody that fits that description, right? Or had any reason to be there,
1: right? Um, so that's weird. And then the party is also really weird, and that was one we were there for,
0: and that that here, yeah, that was really scary hearing about that after the fact the
1: whole thing was yeah
0: having been there like hearing what was going on and i couldn't tell if it was real first at first and then well you tell you tell us yeah
1: well that was the that was so that so the the part of the fun was that we would so jesse would have a friend come over and they were old enough to kind of watch over us and they weren't exactly babysitting but they were kind of in charge and the parents would just go out to someone's house party, and you know, get loaded, and but it was great. We just this is this beautiful house. We'd run around, and play tag, or whatever. It was just amazing, or just watch Rockford Files, or whatever. Right. Um. But and they, you know, they get home what midnight or one or something. And yep. this particular night, they got back, and they were they were all laughing, and they were just doing this sound like. woo like that. And they were all just cracking up, but it was kind of felt like nervous laughter and we were all still awake. And they're like, what? You know, we, we were just, they were just acting really weird and laughing and, and making the sound. And then we, we kind of just said, what the hell is going on? And they said, just, we just sat down in the living room. They told us the story of the party they had just come from, uh, which was at a friend of, you know, a friend of theirs and they were the last to leave some of the last to leave and they were sitting there. And the, this guy that was at the party was saying, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, talking to Victoria. And like, Victoria, who? And she's he's like, Oh, I don't know. I didn't get her last name, but I talked to her the, You know, for hours, was, you know, I was sitting here and she was sitting right in that chair. And they're like, what, what does she look like? Like no one knew the, knew her by name. He described her. No one knew what the hell he was talking about. And he said, well, of course she was there. I, I was sitting here talking to her the whole night and they're like, it was it was not a massive party, so they they knew exactly who was there. And right. They there was no one invited or there named Victoria. You know, no one that fit the description that he was giving, because I think didn't he say like wasn't he saying that she was dressed kind of school marmish or something like she had
0: you old old timey clothes. Yeah,
1: maybe I'm making that part up, but no,
0: that part's I remember
1: really. So the bag, and this is like a, a what's that?
0: I remember that, that the description of her clothing specifically.
1: Oh, you do. Okay, good. But the, just to finish up the thing about the party, the guy was like a really straight laced dude. And he, as they kept denying that they knew who the hell he was talking about, he just got more and more agitated and, and freaked out and was really getting upset. Like, of course she was here. I saw her, I was speaking to her the, for two hours And really started. So they, they left, they left, he left, everyone was freaking out. They didn't know what was going on. So they came home and we're all, you know, we're all spooked about it. Um, But um, so there's the thing that happened when we were there and thing that happened when we weren't. So I guess I'll just do the one when we weren't, because I think this is the chronology, but it was a year that we weren't there because I think it was also Christmas. They were out and came back to find their house surrounded by fire trucks and their house had been struck by lightning. It had on the top of the house, it had burned Zach's room. It avoided Jesse's room completely. It went down and burned the guest room. It moved laterally over and gutted the, parent, the master bedroom, which was directly under her room. So her room was untouched, and the fire burned down and over and gutted the parents' room.
0: And the lightning struck at the corner near her room, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, I didn't remember that detail, but it doesn't even matter.
0: My, my memory is that the lightning struck right at her room. Wow. And then burned everything around it and left her room totally untouched.
1: When Jesse does a podcast, that's when we'll figure it all out. Yeah. The last thing I remember hearing was that she and this we weren't there. This was at, this was like a couple of years later, I think, cuz it kind of started to die down a little bit the activity and then the last thing I heard was that she was listening to a Carly Simon record and some voices came out of the stereo
0: while the record was
1: yeah and then that was it and it wasn't yeah it wasn't on the right like some man's voice was talking during the like coming out of this area
0: i i thought it was a woman's voice but i also thought i it said something specific like it actually said something very audible during while like the music should have been playing the needle was on the record
1: oh and it stopped the music and
0: yeah the voice like came in and and came over
1: the play that's possible yeah
0: through the record player, and and all you could hear was the voice.
1: All right, we got to ask her.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm sick of all the secondhand.
0: That's a lot of speculation. It's not really strengthening our story very much. Yeah. But it but, did happen. All that shit, all that weird, spooky stuff happened, and there've been other things. I mean, I've had other experiences with with presences. Yeah. I know.
1: I've had one. I think only one other one.
0: Did you when you went to? Did you? Visited Brad and
1: Dingle. Yeah, that's where it was in Ireland.
0: That's what I thought. The fucking three hundred year old mansion. Yeah,
1: it was converted to husband. Where the husband murdered his wife. Yeah, the white lady, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I saw her too, man.
1: I didn't. Uh, that was weird, man. I, you did?
0: Yeah, I had a really. Um, I slept one night in that um that main, you know, the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Lounge. There, you know, there are two of them, and one was more used than the other
1: no oh next to each other right
0: well there's like a little it, one of them was they're both off the little dining area but sort of around the corner from each other
1: but they're both to the left when you walk in from the front door
0: yeah, yeah. i guess they are side by side i remember and then the next then the dining room and then the kitchen yeah yeah anyway that
1: may have one. to um include a pdf of all the floor plans of all the buildings we talk about everything we've discussed i'm sure people are going to want to delve deeper into that
0: well, you said you could draw a blueprint of.
1: Yeah, I'll do that. I'll draw a blueprint for all the yeah for every building we discussed, and there's going to be a lot more architecture we're going to discuss. That's, so. that's the next.
0: That's the next chapter, the next phase we're heading into. The next,
1: the next hour is about architecture. Um, okay, go ahead. So you saw a figure. Oh, and Dan, yeah, yeah. You must have told me this, but I, I don't remember. I was
0: sleeping on the couch right in, in front of that fireplace, okay. and and there and I had a there was someone else. There with me, um, but she was asleep. She stayed asleep. She went to sleep and stayed asleep. I went yeah. to sleep and uh, was on the. She was on the floor next to the couch. I was on the couch. It's just how it wound up. Like it's just where we wound up sleeping. But um, by choice, both of us. Made
1: her sleep on the. Okay.
0: Yeah. No, I don't want to make it sound like I took the good bed. But
1: <laughs> she actually. She it chose. It does sound like to me that you. I know
0: it sounded like that as I was retelling <laughs> it for the first time ever. That's occurred to me. No, it wasn't like that. I offered, and, and uh, wow. but ultimately, it's because we both we were up t- super late and both just fell asleep where we were. So um, nothing, no like, okay, nothing to read into. But anyway, I was on the couch with my back to the back of the couch, mm-hmm. laying side on my side like. You know, semi-fetal, I guess. And at one point in the middle of the night, I felt something before I felt a super strong energy right behind me, Mm -hmm. and I knew there was nobody else in the room where there hadn't been when I went to sleep anyway. And I so I turned from being on my back from being on my side to being on my back, and and looked over the back of the couch, and saw this white. Like wispy white figure of a woman mm. that was super faint, but there. It was Man not face. What I remember is it being like a, a veil and a long dress, and it
1: was oh, terrifying,
0: all white, and the white face and white hair and white, just mm. like just. But also, I mean, it sounds like what, how you would describe a fake ghost, basically, uh, transparent white figure. Um
1: I mean could you see shit through through her?
0: Yeah, you could see the background of the room.
1: But, That's but
0: horrible. But, but more than the scene, I mean the scene was fucking freaky, but it I didn't it lasted for like half a second. But the law worse than that was the presence that would linger on it lingered and it's what started the awareness of it in the first place like i was asleep with my eyes closed yeah. and i felt something and it so like enough to wake me up but i do remember conversations with other people who had worked at the hostel
1: yeah tons of people had all
0: seen or, or felt or had some weird yeah. thing
1: yeah i definitely had it there too that's my most distinct experience that i've had personally what was yours Well, we, we were all, I think we all three decided to sleep in the, Dave and Brad and I decided to sleep in, there was a room like from that front living room. If you walked out and walked straight across in front of the front door, you go to this room and there was just a bunch of old bunk beds in there. Right. Just piled up. And for some reason, one night we went and I don't feel like we, I was there for a week. I don't think we slept there. I think we slept there only one night. Uh, Who cares? But, um. I was on a bottom bunk. Dave was on the top and then Brad was on a different one. I think Brad was in there unless he was in his own room. But anyway, at least Dave and I were in there and we just went to sleep. And I remember being, you know, like lying on my back and I can't remember the sequence, but there was just this, there was some kind of essence off to the right. I picture it as this kind of amorphous, blob like this kind of amoebic shape floating in space but i might have just imagined that but i could kind of locate where it was in space and i was still lying on my back i wasn't looking over it so i either had a sense of something in my peripheral vision or i just imagined that it was there but it, it felt like it was in one specific space and it was a blob and i i mean i might have been in like some sort of hypnagogic state that like it's in between but i was lucid and i wasn't you know usually when you go into hypnagogic you're starting to have bizarre thoughts or pictures you know this was not that at all i was just lying on my back looking at the springs up above me then there's this presence here and i i don't know what this has, what the hell this part of it is but it, it there was just this like sexual energy that, and that's the only way I know how to describe it. It was just, it was like a sexual feeling that I was, that felt like it was being imposed on me or something. It didn't feel like it was coming from me, it, but I felt this like distinct sexual energy and that's the best way I can describe it. But then I started like, and it just sounds like total bullshit, but I remember lying there awake, looking at the thing, And the, the, the springs underneath the top bunk and like lifting up, like basically like I felt like I was levitating up a couple inches and then going back down and it, and just repeating that, like going up and down and up and down like that, just really slowly. And I remember the feeling of each time I would come down, I could feel my head hit the pillow and then turn slightly to one direction. And then it would lift up again and then go back down. I'd feel my head hit the pillow. It was just yeah. so, it was so weird and it was it's so distinct and it wasn't, it wasn't a dream. Cause I, I mean, I, I can't prove that it wasn't a dream, but then it just stopped and I was still awake. So, you know, it wasn't anyway. So I don't, I don't know what the hell that was, but it definitely felt like a presence, but I didn't see, I didn't see any kind of human figure. It was more of just sensing that something was there. experience as adults i mean i saw i did see not by choice but i saw 200 motels when i was two um and that had. i know now having seen that multiple times i know that has some it's a great kids movie yeah that's some really bizarre imagery but i don't but it's not really scary.
0: That really 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 understood toddlers <laughs>
1: But, um, so yeah, we're talking like villains in film.
0: Yeah. Not just people who scared you like granny and right. uh,
1: Right. you're the one that said to me after seeing animal kingdom that, uh, that Ben Mendelsohn's character in that, uh, you know, gave uh what's his name from no country for old men a run for his money or or topped him and i think you're right because the good i forget his name but the guy from no country is, is just absolutely horrifying and half of it is the the haircut
0: right javier bardem i think it was his idea to do the hair like that
1: i thought it was yeah. the brothers but it's not in the book that way i'm not sure right um
0: I think I heard an interview with one of the Cohen brothers saying that he came up with that. Wow. And, um, and I'd say it's more like 80% of the
1: Yeah. You could be right. Comes from the haircut. Right. Well,
0: and the fucking, uh, hydraulic cow stunning.
1: Yeah, the cow puncher.
0: Yeah. That's pretty wicked.
1: Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty. That
0: accounts for some basic percentage.
1: Yeah. But I, I just, I think I have to go to, um, I mean, you know, I've seen – I mean, I guess the scariest film I've ever seen is uh, probably Don't Look Now.
0: I have to agree with you. It's at least in my top three.
1: But that – but the villain from that is – it's completely terrifying, but that's not – That's one of those psyche rippers. Yeah. That's that's a complete destroyer (laughs) of worlds. But that one isn't – I don't think of that one – as being that high on my list, even though it's nightmarish. But I, but to me, the, the the most consistently terrifying stuff is is David Lynch because I think he is able to just manifest the the energy and just the 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 insanity of dreams unlike anyone else the, uh, the, you know, he's able to somehow tap into that and access it and, and
0: portray it.
1: Yeah. In a way that, that just scares me more than anything really. Wow. In film. Because like almost all his film, I mean, when, when I guess, I guess when I was in high school or college and I was obsessed with Eraserhead and it kept playing at Michigan theater and, I would I would just forget. I would remember it being really funny, and I would go sit there and like bring friends to go see it. I'd sit there and watch it, and I would just be just losing my mind, terrified. Right. And it is funny, but it but it's like it's almost unbearably scary to me because it's so weird. It's not you know I, n- I never was into. I'm not I'm not even that into horror movies.
0: No, but this that has a measure of suspense and oddity and unexpectedness it's
1: it's all of it he's just a master at that i mean yeah he's not he's not always consistent but but he's you know i mean there's the the visuals in his films stick with me i don't know more than almost anything and and so i would still have to say that the, the robert blake's character in lost highway is the most terrifying thing of all time in film
0: holy shit that's still, that's number one. And then oh, Animal yeah, Kingdom, that, well, Ben
1: Mendelsohn. Yeah, maybe, or, yeah, I mean, there's those others, okay. too, I'm trying to think, but what about you? Um, well, yeah, the I mean,
0: part of it also is, like, whatever you are watching right now, like, whatever the last thing, you know, up until I saw Animal Kingdom, I think I just had Javier, like, a, that, that fucked with me. Um in a way that, I don't know, I guess I really I enjoyed it because I really watched, I really liked watching that movie. Yeah. Even though he was terrifying and, I mean, uh, what's his name in, in Blue Velvet was during the Candyman scene? That was a fucking horrifying.
1: Well, yeah, everything in that. I mean, that's just a, that's, I mean, Frank Booth when he's when he's in the when he has a mustache on he's got a disguise on and he's and uh running up that stairwell and he peers down and sees him from like three stories down that's that that's one of the oh, scariest moments God. i've ever seen oh. and yeah when uh when um dean stockwell's playing that character that that is just
0: that's what i was picturing it's yeah. just like his insane yeah, face
1: it's, it's just And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where that comes from for him, but it's, he's able to tap into something and it's really on just my nightmare wavelength, you know? Yeah. So, but, but when his stuff is well done, it's, it's just so compelling as well. So, and it it is funny and it's brilliant and it's, but you know, he just, it's the whole package. Yeah. Like his, his best films are really pretty powerful to me. What would you say are the best? I think Blue Velvet's the best.
0: Nice. And what are two and
1: three? Um, I haven't really ranked them, but I, uh, I mean, Eraserheads up there for me just because that was the first one I saw, and it's his first, and and it just had a huge impact. Yeah. Uh, I'd never seen anything like that. Um, and I did see uh, Elephant Man when it came out when I was when I was uh twelve. That movie messed with me. Yeah, that was, but but I really liked it too. It was, even as a kid, it scared me a lot. But I but I I really I really appreciated it.
0: Yeah, he is one of, one of the greats. He's done um, anybody that can have a, just a few bombs and then a whole bunch of different and totally uh, independently great movies. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But and I I mean, I for me, the new Twin Peaks restored my faith in him because I was starting to well, he hasn't done that much. But I was and I think that there's it's 18 hours, but I think and I think there are parts of it that didn't work, but and that are a little bit messy or gratuitous or just not necessary, but overall I feel like I felt like when I was watching that, that I was watching art television. It wasn't, it wasn't just another, I mean, there's a lot of great narrative television, but a lot of it is, it's basically it's like high end soap operas because they're just these dramatic narratives. And of course, obviously a lot of them are really brilliantly done, but to see what he did and, and he could have done a rehash and I was obsessed with that show the two seasons when it was on my life revolved around that show. And the first season was when my senior year in college. And then the second season was after I'd moved to San Francisco. And I, you know, the first season, especially, but when he came back with that, with those epi- the, the new episodes, I, he could have just done a rehash and kind of revisit those characters. And it could have been really corny, you know, and he did rehash it, but he also went in thirty other directions. And yeah, I don't think it all worked. But but he just—I felt like it just—it just felt like he was somehow again at the peak of his creative powers because he just was going. It was just—I've never seen anything like that on television. And some of it was just some of the most beautiful and shocking, terrifying, and I, I don't know. I, I just feel like. Uh, i I was, was really excited about that because I used to be I was such a fan of his and I hadn't seen anything that I felt was as strong as his other stuff until that right and you know i if if I somehow were able to I, there's things I would probably have cut out but overall i I think that's a really strong piece of work. If I
0: was David Lynch's editor, <laughs> I would have said, yeah well I would have done just a little bit less of the zigzag floor and the backward talking
1: in the, in the original or in this, in all of his, like he's used
0: it too many times. That's my opinion. It was great the first time and, and, you know, variations of it have been cool, but yeah, there's been a little bit too much of the, the, the backward talking. Yeah. Dwarf in the zigzaggy floored room.
1: Yeah. Well, the whole thing fell apart in the second season because the network forced them to, they never wanted to identify who the killer was. Oh, they needed it for the, the network. Forced them to do it in the first season. So then the second season, they really didn't give a shit. They were kind of phoning it in, and it really does show. Because if the, there's the second season is pretty. There's parts that are just awful. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: anyway, he's uh, Lynch is the shiz. Yeah, he's a wizard. A shiz wizard. <laughs>
1: I was sitting in the back seat, and I remember just what, what if I could have asteroids, a game in the back of this seat, I could play it while we were driving on this hours-long boring road trip. I just could not stop thinking about it, <laughs> but it was completely impossible. And it's just so funny that now that's every single human has that. Not well, not every single human, but we have now. We have the ability. Now we just take that for granted. That that's you know,
0: right. I yeah I can vaguely remember you being glassy eyed and just staring. Yeah, I
1: couldn't, for yeah, I couldn't get that, hours after that. Yeah, I couldn't get that that game or those those, just the the simple black and white visuals out of that. You know, it was just burned into my brain. <laughs> I Couldn't stop thinking about it. It probably was
0: just slightly burned into our retinas for yeah.
1: Um, but I'm glad I bailed out of video games, uh, early on. I didn't, I didn't even make it to Nintendo like you did.
0: Yeah. You're lucky. You saved a lot of hours. You probably
1: saved a lot of lives. Saved a lot of video game yeah, lives. I, I, I knew that that wasn't, I, I just, I couldn't, couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. I commend you on your choice. You. I played for several systems past.
1: Yeah. I know. You know,
0: Atari, Coleco and Intellivision that we had. And Vectrex, don't forget
1: Oh that. yeah, no, I don't, I don't, for, I never, never do that.
0: <laughs> I would never forget.
1: I think I'm actually going to do a painting of uh, me playing that Vectrex thing because I have a photo.
0: You do? Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's right. Of your like your face is behind the black shields, like you're halfway. Yeah,
1: you have to wear those, those goggles. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, you have to paint that. What a dorky game. Well, that basically was what asteroids is. Yeah. Just vector graphics, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh well, yeah you're not missing. I mean some people would say you're missing something, but you personally are not missing anything by not playing video games.
1: Yeah, I missed out on GamerGate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was one of the worst gates to miss out on.
1: <laughs> I know, nobody wanted to miss Gator Gator. of All yeah. the gates. GamerGate. Or really, It was great right one too.
0: everybody that was my brother eric white painter cat lover friend to many and so many other things uh again if you didn't listen to part one episode 84 i entreat you to do so uh we talked more there about eric's life as a painter or how he came to be a painter um And speaking of Eric White and his paintings, uh, go check out his website at ewhite.com. And there you can find out all about him and look at some of his work. You can also go to Instagram. And there he is known by at E underscore Whitey, W-H-I-T-E-Y. And oh, also at his website, um, look at slash buy one of his books, one of the Rizzoli books. They're amazing. It's probably the best way to see his work outside of uh, in person on canvas in an art gallery. And who on earth knows when that's going to be happening again? Uh, not me or not I if you prefer. Um, Well, I hope everyone is still hanging in there and maintaining both health and sanity. I know I've been having my share of lows, medium lows, low lows, super low lows, um, and only moderately high highs. So, um, yeah, it's a weird world. And we're in it. But we have each other, I think, or some of us do. Let's try to have each other. How about that? Let's have each other's backs and have each other in mind and in our hearts. Okay. Uh, I love you all. I'll see you next week. I'm going to end this episode differently and leave you with a special song dedicated to my brother, Um. He's always been a huge appreciator of music, and he's turned me on to endless, endless stuff, and continues to, to this day. So all I can do, the least I can do, is give some of my music back. So here's a long, weird improv that um, I thought he might like, and maybe you will too.